Welcome to the Board Game Workshop. I'm your host, Chris Anderson. I'd like to thank everyone who stopped by and said hi during Unpub. It was a great time. Got to meet a lot of my judges who I didn't already know and got to record a couple of episodes. So in this contributor episode, Brian Compter talks about his journey from starting as a game designer to getting his first game on Kickstarter. And that game, Ludus Senatus, is on Kickstarter right now. So if you're listening to this around when it posts on April 3rd, you should have some time to go check it out. And then I also sat down with a bunch of designers at Unpub to just talk about the convention and what they're working on and all sorts of stuff. Got a little less than three weeks until submissions are due for the Board Game Workshop Design Contest on April 21st. We are up to 171 judges, so should be lots of feedback for everyone. Hopefully we get a lot of submissions to keep them busy. You can head over to theboardgameworkshop.com and get all the details on becoming a judge or submitting a game. And on to the show. Hi everyone, my name is Brian Compter. I am an, an aspiring game designer whose first signed game, Ludus Senatus, has made its way onto Kickstarter with a publisher. The journey to get to this point has been a long one, and it is that journey that I want to share with you all today. I've been a gamer pretty much all of my life, but only in the last five years have I put on the designer hat to see if I could create something worthy enough to be picked up for publication. In that time, I've designed a lot of crappy games. Most of them are really just ideas. I spend a lot of my design time just thinking about games I'd like to make. I'm sure that most of these brainstorming sessions will never produce anything that resembles a real game, but the mental exercise is worth it for me. It helps me to stretch that creative muscle and make it stronger over time. I keep a log of most of these ideas in Google Drive. Some of them exist only as a single sentence in an idea document, while others are more fleshed out with rules and maybe some prototype components laid out with simple icons and colored boxes. Ideas that are good enough to warrant a physical prototype get built quickly from index cards, chipboard, stickers, and a healthy collection of random bits that I've managed to collect over the years. This first iteration can be, for lack of a better word, rough. And at the end of the day, most of them are failures. Some don't even make it past the first turn. I'll look down at what I've done, shuffle the cards, move the bits around, and mock play a turn for the first time, and then quickly decide that the best thing to do is to recycle the whole lot. Looking back now, I can see how my game design skills have grown over these five years. Every first prototype that landed in the recycle bin was work that needed to be done to allow my better designs to come to fruition later. One of the things I've learned is to never spend too much time on a bad idea. If I couldn't feel the fun early, I made the tough decision to move on. A great example is the very first game I tried to design. I thought it was great back then, but looking back on it now, I know it was terrible. Even worse, it was unproducible. No publisher then or now would be able to manufacture it. I leave all those failed ideas in that Google Drive folder, though, just in case. I hope that every failure pushes me. Every broken mechanic and mismatched theme informs my future designs. Ludus Senatus, a microgame about manipulating boats in an ancient Roman Senate, was one of these failed designs. Two years ago, it was a vastly different theme and a mixed-up combination of mechanics and components that just didn't make sense in the grand scheme of things. I had wanted to enter it into a game design contest, but sadly the mechanics and the theme never quite gelled together in time to meet the deadline. But the idea was still there, sitting in a folder by itself with an uncertain future. That idea sat idle for well over a year before a chance to enter another contest sprang up, this time an 18-card microgame design contest. I love design contests, and the restriction of only 18 cards got me thinking. That broken prototype that went from idea to recycling bin in short order had a singular guiding idea that with the right coaxing could be constrained into 18 simple cards. And it worked. The game as it exists today is, at least mechanically, needed only two iterations before it was complete and ready for both the contest and the eventual pitch to a publisher. I knew the game was good. Playtesting with a range of groups was, was going well and I was receiving repeated praise for the game's simplicity and strategy. I thought the game was solid and I had high hopes for the contest after the initial round of community voting. 
However, as fate would have it, I had at least one more failure to endure. Ludus Senatus was not selected as a finalist for the contest. After some time and a bit of soul-searching, I was on the verge of just self-publishing the game on the Game Crafter and just letting it go. As far as I was concerned, the game was done. And if it wasn't viewed as good enough to be published, I was ready to walk away. As it turns out, I managed to wait just long enough to be contacted by Concrete Canoe Games about getting a playtest copy. I sent them my only personal copy of the game with few expectations. However, to my surprise, it wasn't long after that the publisher wrote back saying they loved the game and wanted to sign it. I will tell you it is a great feeling to hold a game you designed in your hand and see the professionally done art in place of the flat icons and boxes and color gradients that I was able to produce on my own. I could look back on this and try to convince myself that this was an 18-card game that, that took two years to make. That is not really the whole truth of the matter. The dozens of other unrelated failed game designs between then and now are what really made the difference. In a way, the game idea wasn't the thing that needed to be changed. It was me. The game designer I am today, fueled by the collective failures of the last five years, got that game done, pitched, and signed. And that is the journey. Everyone listening to this podcast, I am sure, is on a journey of their own. While everyone's experience will be unique, the common mortar that binds us all is our failures. So don't be afraid to fail. Welcome it and keep striving to be a better designer. Fight against the fear of failure and don't let it paralyze you. You never know when a past failure will turn into something remarkable. Thanks for listening and good luck in everything you do. You can find me on Twitter at Scrapyard Armory. And look for Luda Senatus by Concrete Canoe Games on Kickstarter and ConcreteCanoeGames.com. Board Game Workshop. I'm your host, Chris Anderson. We are here at Unpub 9 with a loose affiliation of people, sort of around a mic, and we are going to talk about things and have fun. So, people that are here, let's uh, start. You want to say your name and contact info at the beginning, because people walk away without doing their contact info. So, we have... Elizabeth Hargrave. On Twitter, I am at Eliz Hargrave, E-L-I-Z Hargrave. Carla, Weird Draft Games. I On Twitter, I'm Weird Giraffes. Am I here to walk? Am I on this? Yeah, yeah it's Glenn. You are not Glenn. And I, my name's Glenn Flaherty, and I'm from Board of Games and Bourbon. Yay! Yes. Yay! Yes. And contact info to start. How do people start. find you online? You, who, me? Yes. You. you can find me online by uh, going to Twitter, at Games and Bourbon, I think is my handle. Games and Bourbon. Yeah. Nick? I think This is Nick. Nick is pouring a glass. I'm Nick, at Stellar Nick, on Twitter. He's also part of Weird Draft Games. Yeah. I'm Ben Beagle. I'm known of consequence. I'm the mayor of Unpub, and uh, you can find me on the internet at uh, some fat kid that's S-U-M fat kid or you can call 1-800-BEN the funniest <laughs> Twitter on Twitter no doubt and I'm Ian Zhang I just showed up and I'm not quite sure what's happening you're on a podcast I cool <laughs> and workshop. you're a judge you know all about it that is true now remember Ian Chris doesn't want to edit this oh this is unedited oh nice it will be edited oh, okay okay the more family friendly it is the less work he does not he doesn't that's want to good that's good to know I I guess you can find me at at uh, on Twitter at Ian Zhang Design and that's what I do I, I design things <laughs> that's all I, I, I'm Aaron Wilson um, I'm a designer you can find me on Twitter at Internet's Magic that's plural Internet's Internet's, that's internet's. Magic internet. not possessive no no there's no, no, there's, no, he there's no apostrophes in Twitter I don't think <laughs> he's not the magic of the internet. I'm Matt Shoemaker. I'm with uh, Hit Him With A Shoe, and you can find me at Lives Game on Twitter. Cool. Hi. Raise your hand if you're already judging the contest. Hi. The rest of you. 
There are five Gra of them. Grab a card. <laughs> Sign up. Never. Only five minutes. <laughs> like literally only five minutes. Just five minutes? Just five I've minutes. Five minutes. Do one submission. Five minutes in two Josh months. Josh Mills has five minutes. Hey Josh I Mills, have. you want to be on a podcast? Yeah, am I on a podcast? I'm Joshua J. Mills at Joshua J. Mills on Twitter. I don't know what we're talking about, but I'm being <laughs> real <laughs> weird. Okay. Hi, <laughs> for the board game workshop, which you've been on before. Yeah. Sit down. Uh, well, I don't know what to do. Let me get Jen. <laughs> no, that's that's Jen, as in no, no, it's it's, it's literally just Jen. <laughs> it's G I N. Oh, that's not family friendly, is it? Jen, let me get some of that water. Just don't swear about Jen. You can talk about Jen. <laughs> is something. It it's not. Is there effing Jen? I mean, that's is there okay. anything old fashioned about this? No. Oh, this is straight? This is straight. Okay. I'm going to avoid it. Oh, my it. God. That's a lot. That is a lot. Okay, so what are we talking about tonight? Nick ain't got nowhere to be Yeah, that's what What are we talking about tonight? We're talking about So we're talking about Unpub. Yeah. So, Elizabeth. we're talking about Unpub. Tonight we're talking about... We're talking about the experience here or whatever. Yeah. How's it feel to see the title of your game in a Wegmans? <laughs> I still haven't been over to actually physically that see it, but I messed me up because I'd never heard, like you'd mentioned it. I have never seen the word Tussie Mussie actually used in public. But it, we randomly went into Wegmans and it was literally just right there Tussie at the flowers. For sale. And I, like, my head exploded because, like, I, I talked to Elizabeth like last week and that's the first time I'd ever heard it. And then I see it again, like, immediately. It was yeah. like some weird Did you see, nonsense. You just I never heard about it like, until the contest. paid attention Wait, and then when you knew it, then you saw it. Yeah, that's Maybe. true. You were in a Wegmans? No, Tussie Mussie is selling bouquets of flowers. I mean, Wegmans is selling bouquets of flowers. And they have them labeled as Tussie Mussies. And Tussie Mussies, $8. Yeah. I mean, Ed. if anything was to have a Tussie Mussie on display, it would be a Wegmans. And it is. It, it, yeah. It's Because, you know, ShopRite's not going to have a Tussie no, Mussie. No, no. <laughs> Nor will Walmart or Costco. Maybe Costco. There, there's some Sometimes weird. Yeah. For, for those that may not know, Elizabeth, you designed, uh, you submitted a, a, a very small design, just to, a little bit, uh, to the Gen Cant uh, Button Shy contest last summer. Correct. Yep. And it was called Tussie Mossy. Correct. And that's what prompted this nonsense. Yes. Do you want to talk about Tussie Mossy? Yes. It's an 18 card game about the Victorian fad of flower language. And you're uh, you're giving flowers to other people in an ice that you choose kind of manner. They just announced it today or yesterday? Jason just posted a picture of some of the art on Twitter, which is by Beth Sobel. It's really it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, oh, Jason Tagemeyer's put it out, and Beth yes. Sobel's doing the art? Yeah. Oh, that's a nice uh, duo. I am very excited. Oh, it's it's, it's button shy. The last time they worked together was Circle the Wagons. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Yes. Two years, two years. He asked me if there was any artist I would like to have to do like, oh, yes. Beth would be perfect. Yes. Yes. yes in fact, there is an artist. Yes, please. Beth, like just go back. I think I, to Beth. And he was like, yeah, she's really busy, but we'll see. It's only 18 cards. It's, it's, I like that because it's it's like when uh, Beth played Fire in the Library with Tony at BG Jig on a couple years ago. Right. He, uh, she was like, uh, she's, she's like, I could do the art for something like this. He's like, yeah, I'd love to get somebody like you. She's like, no, I would like to do the art for something like this. <laughs> I, no I want. No, listen, Tony. I want this. <laughs> and Tony's like, yeah, yeah, I'd love if Carla could get somebody like you. And she's like, no, no, no. Take the hint. <laughs> He's but really it was the same. Yeah, it was the same when he pitched it, right? Yeah. Well, like, I we're to talk about Tony when he's not here. <laughs> no, I, if anyone sees him, <laughs> because then he told that story. He kind of stands out. The yeah. purple hair doesn't really let him be missed. He's somewhere. Yeah, he's but somewhere. yeah, I tried to sign, like, get him to sign me the game, and he just didn't understand what I was saying, and I had to like come back again, like the next <laughs> week, and be like, hey. Okay, Tony, did you understand what I was saying? Because, like, I thought you turned me down, but maybe you didn't. Maybe nobody, like, really knew what we were talking about. And then he was excited, so. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, so, how's on pub so far for people? Who, who has demoed so far? Who has walked I got in three games of my fox breeding game. Ooh, What's changed since last year? 
um, I got rid of the writing on card sleeves, so now there's little chits where you are passing the traits down with physical little chits instead, which is working nicely because you don't have to wipe stuff off of all the cards. I got a chance to play it, and it was adorable. I, I saw it last year in passing as I was leaving Unpub and I just I Ian was freaking out in the aisles okay I was like this is like (laughs) it was a perfect blend of science and game design and it was just like I need to play this but I can't because I need to leave because I have a drive ahead of me so I made him play it today no you didn't I was like no I'm sitting down and this is what's happening (laughs) what do you what are you going to change for tomorrow? Oh, I was changing things on the fly. Oh, that was great. What were the big things you, you, you got out of the... Um, there were two separate tracks where you were moving up separately to get dice and extra powers, and I have, I'm trying to combine them and figure out the right way to sort of have people ramp up their abilities over the course of the game. For people who... Still a work in progress, for sure. Yeah. For people at home who are not familiar with this... This uh, uses a, it's a genetics game, which uses a single die that you pick both the parent and the, uh, both parents' genomes that go into the offspring. And each parent is broken into two halves. You roll one die. You get on the female side, a one, two, or three, you get the left side of the traits. A four, five, or six, you get the right side. But on the father's side, it's on, it's on the other side. It's what, whatever the opposite of whatever I it's said. It's odd and even. Yeah, it's odd and even, and so it has this really interesting like, what do I actually want? Do I want the left and right? Do I want the right and left? Do I want the right and right? Do I want the left and left? And it creates this really interesting like spatial puzzle almost. That's just it's a little simple thing, but I just love it because it's science and that's what I love. Yes. <laughs> You're the only one who had a block one. I think you're the only one who's, who's, who's showed anything so far. I'm not table? actually showing yeah. any games yeah, yeah, officially. Carla's got a block two. And I, Matt is just staff. Is just staff this yeah, year. Yeah, I'm totally just staff this and year. And Glenn is just Glenn. Yeah. What are you, what did Glenn's you just hanging out. To? I just... Um, uh, so I have a variety been, of games. I actually did get to play test because, you know, Thursday and this morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got to um, do um, the Fire in the Library expansion. And that's going really well. Um, is that the I, fire extinguisher in the library? No, no fire. There's an elephant though, and I'll copy a duck. I made the duck card today. <laughs> I was really happy what about that. What does the that. duck do? Yeah, what does the duck So do? the duck, he really wants to collect one of each book type, and when he does, then he gets... Duck. Okay, so I was like in my hotel room, like trying to figure this out, and like looking at different animal images, and I was just like, okay, I give up on what animal wants one of each thing, because I already had a raven, and it was doing something something else so I was like okay I have this image of a duck and I like ducks so it's gonna be a duck and somebody else can complain about it when I actually have my block and I'll be like yeah that's a better animal than a duck as as a librarian I'm there's ducks in the library all the time oh copies Uh, also shovels and cloaks as we just discussed yes buckets magical amulets yeah um, but True. other than that, I have um, Big Easy Busking, which is going to Kickstarter soon, and I want to like make sure all like I have these extra cards to give out to people like that are special. And I want to make sure that they're all play tested. And I did this Venice game based on when I went to Venice, and it's actually kind of weird because like so I go to restaurants based on reviews, so it's Yelp the Venice game. What? Get on my god. Leading the ratings? These are roles horrible. Yes, you have to get the good reviews and then eventually people will go there. So, yeah. So Zintus just joined us. And if there's good gluten-free reviews, then I'll go eat there. And I imagine other people, like, base where they go and how much tips they give, kind of based on reviews, maybe. So. Question mark, question mark. I don't know, it's a game now. Yeah, it's a game. Tomorrow. Yes. Speaking of, of, it's a game now. Have you all played? Played the SpongeBob mix-up game oh, that Jesus. Ian made up two days ago. No. Oh, 
I don't have it on me. So we, so, so <laughs> in the 45 minutes with the mayor panel, I invited Ian up and he goes, so I've got this game I designed on Tuesday. We're going to play it. So we played it during the panel and it is, uh, it's based on, um, I'm going to speak for Ian because he's just looking at me. Lovingly. Yes. And staring at a space at the same Intensely. time. He has soft, doughy eyes. So it's a great stare. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, give him a wink back. Uh, the, uh, it's not a wink when it's both eyes, Ian. <laughs> Great radio, great radio. Um, no, so uh, based on watching a spot, the the, entr- the uh, intro ep- uh, credits to a SpongeBob episode, at the at the end of it, sometime near the end, uh, there's a SpongeBob mix-up where he mixes up his his four sides, and then he comes back together in the opening credits. So based on that, Ian has a four-tile real-time game where you flip over a card that shows one of those mix-ups, and you have to use your four cards flipping them over your four tiles flipping them over to make that mix up slap it and then we play another one and that is the game that's literally the game I'm so angry we played it with somebody <laughs> we, we I've it. spent months on other games and this game is like I spent maybe a half hour at it and it's like publishable well and, now you're perfect yeah. and that's we, how it happens sometimes sometimes you don't play when test a game and it wins and, it's, and it gets signed and makes lots of copies it's, we'll see that's Chris's autobiography yeah I know there's no work involved in this <laughs> It's just like, dang it, I'm, I'm designing the wrong kind of game. <laughs> your error was putting effort in yeah. before. Your, 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 error, your error, Elizabeth, was spending all that time on Wingspan instead of just throwing it out there. Yeah, you could have just said birds. <laughs> birds. Yeah. Apparently yeah. that works. Sold. Done. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so yeah, that actually has been, I've playtested that a lot because I can literally, yeah, I can bring it out, teach it, and apparently nine seconds. I said I, I, I was, I was dared. Can you teach the rules in under ten seconds? I was like maybe, and someone timed me. It was like that was actually nine seconds. Because <laughs> I mean the pitch is, here are your tiles. I'm gonna flip over this, make that pattern. The tiles are double sided. Slap it. Slap it. First five wins. Go. I don't even think that was nine seconds. I know, right? It's it, that, That's the game. And then you just play it, and it's fun. It's silly, and there's lots of slapping involved. Just get the IP, and you're good. Yeah. I know who has it. Okay. Hopefully, they want it. If they don't, I have a fun SpongeBob game. <laughs> play with all your friends. Yeah, there we go. It's going to be great. Chris, what did you bring? You're, the, you're bring? the other designer here. Oh, wait. Uh, wait, hold on. Whoa. No, no, no. Car- Carla said she wanted what she'd bring. She said what? No, the other designer who hasn't spoken yet. Oh, I get it. Like, Elizabeth is running in block one, Carla's block two. She spoke about what she's bringing. You know, there's going to be ducks in the library. So many <laughs> you remember ducks. that? Dot, 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 so question ducks. mark. <laughs> I mean, yes, but. Ian looking is at looking at his glass. <laughs> I, I apologize Ian that I left like out ducks. an other in parentheses. <laughs> Ian. I know you're seeing words in front of you. You should have seen that one. Yeah, well, I, yeah. So, Chris, how are you doing? I hear you design games. Occasionally, yeah. I got Comic Auction here and Island Chain. I'm going to attempt to play because I completely redesigned it and haven't tested that yet. I would like to throw out there also, Chris is a championship roll and write contest winner. Whoa. Okay. I don't like to like bring out the salutations. He rocked it. We have the, uh, are you one of the admins on there? I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. I am. I'm not doing a very good job. I'm the only one. (laughs) I don't know how to use the website, but the, uh, what's going on? What is this? I'm into this. This is playing Gunshot Clever? I have, I I started a, uh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. What's your high score? Like 900 or something? Yeah, wait, 300. It's not the highest score ever. It's just in the time limit of the contest. Oh. I was third place. Okay. Worldwide, though. Oh, wow. That's How about good. that? He crushed it. Sorry, I just had How, to. How's your doppel? Yeah, I have yet I'm to play. break. Oh, really? It took so long to get over 300 the first one. I don't want to get something out of I got 404 and doppel. Jeez. See, I figured out. I figured it out. 
the problem with those games is that there is there's a right way a right way to do it. And then you have to get lucky. And once you figure it out, you just have to get lucky. What's the right way to play Gon's show? Gon's there's Score a pattern. the most points. There, there's actually a pattern. You go, go for the the H and on the pause. It's, it's it's the I. It's the I. You go for the I and you go What does that mean go for the I? It's so in in, in, yellow. in yellow, you always go for the I. The top you, you ignore the bottom row and the middle column. You ignore the 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 side ones. The 10 and the 20 are yeah. a trick. Dude. Same thing. It's in in Doppelt shown clever. It's the same it's a very similar thing with yellows. You ignore the 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 two variants. I think this is breaking news on your podcast. Whoa! I think everyone knew this. Yes. Oh, okay. Guys, did you know you can get really far in Dominion if you just get a bunch of money? Yes. Yeah. I have heard Whoa. that. But I've never played Dominion with people. But people who really like Dominion are like, yeah, that that strategy sucks. And that's that's all I've heard. And I I have opinions that I'm not going to share now. So, yeah. Um, and Island Chain which is new, and 100 spaces, which Matt played last night. I think I'll change it to 50 spaces. Oh, good. 50. Oh, that was a marked improvement, considering... Too long? Yeah. No, Half the space is a quarter of the game I time. mean, I, I killed myself in the first, you know, move, I think. Well, I'm changing, so. I have a new idea for the, for the, okay. the number no, system. Just, just. So, 100 spaces. Here's how you play. There's 100 spaces on the board. <laughs> Everyone has two pieces. It's randomly... Uh, they're randomly assigned at the beginning, so the first whatever spaces. <laughs> Everyone simultaneously chooses a number. Our blood brother. Any positive real number. Then we all reveal our cards. The person who's last in line is going to move the number of spaces they chose. Skipping over spaces that are already occupied. So the goal is to be the second person to land on 100. So, you don't know how many people are going to be in front of you once your turn happens. So there's this push your luck aspect of how far you can go. But we ran into an issue with the three-player game where one person did their math wrong and just lost. But then when it was down to two players, we realized, oh, if you just choose one all the time, the person behind wins. Yep. So, the new idea is it'll only be 50 spaces because it's just shorter and it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> And then everyone has the numbers 1 through 10. You can use each one once. If you use them all, you will go off the board, so it should end the game. Whoever gets to 50 seconds. Ian's counting on his fingers. Yeah. Ian is counting. You don't need to commentate. <laughs> I'm just doing that. Well, that sounds like a marked improvement from... I mean, it was a fine game, but it was like... We commented even. It was, it was basically a mechanism. Yeah. That sounds like you've already added a whole new aspect to it. So, we'll ta-da. Yeah, yeah, because... Yeah, so it's 55... If it's you, some, every, yeah, if you use everything, so it's interesting. The, if you're the last person left, you win. It sounds a lot like uh, um, what's uh, Corey Young's game, the Grabwell. Doesn't that mean everyone would just play everything with their five? Oh no, because you're skipping a space when yeah. you pass someone. So yeah, you're jumping that's over a very people, so you... And you don't know how many you're jumping over, because whoever's in the back goes first. So you might think that if you pick three, you're there, but someone just did a one, so they're just heading, so three is a four, and they've gone past it. In theory. We'll see. I don't know. Um, that's interesting. It's it's a simple it's a simple game that has interesting decisions. They can get very bad. Yeah. The fifty should make it easier. Yeah. Hundred. I think will take a long time to count. Yeah. Fifty, and then you only have one through ten, and that's it. Yeah. And yeah, you can the see what version people would say seventy or eleven. That'd be all of this. Yeah. So, we'll see. And then uh, I also have photography, which everyone on the podcast has heard about multiple times. It's version twenty-three. It's now a deck builder for the second time. Somebody else has a version 39 here. <laughs> oh, it's had a rondelle three separate times. It's simultaneous selection a couple times. Worker placement. Ian, didn't you read the game. newsletter? Do you not get the newsletter? How did? Okay, so how did you go? <laughs> this is not the time for Ian's me to ask questions. Ian's having a hard day. <laughs> this is not. This is the perfect so, time for you to ask. So, Ian, let me ask you a question. Yes. Since you're not here as a designer with a block, what are you here doing? What have you been doing with your time? I am here testing as many games as I possibly can and providing feedback where I can. And if my game, if if I have a chance, I bring out SpongeBob and it's great. Um, Show uh, SpongeBob on the uh, what's that thing I got? A camera. Yes, the board games. Of Why did it take show. that long to come up with the word camera? Even I'm not that. Why did idea. it take you that long to stop your question? <laughs> 
<laughs> I do have another game that I did bring, and I got a chance to bring it to the table. It's uh, ah, the truth comes out. It's another science game. Uh, it's it's about Mendelian genetics. I made a Punnett Square game uh, where it's actually like it mimics Mendelian genetics pretty well. Uh, it's with plants, so plants are weird. Plants can just say give me all the DNA, I don't care, and like just mutate all over the place, and they're like, you know what, I'm a plant. I'm just gonna grow. It's and gonna be cool. Mensa games now. That's a thing. Yeah. Everything else market. is beneath him. <laughs> Everything else is beneath him. Okay, hold on. Can, can we go back to Spongebob? <laughs> Obviously <laughs> the next Mensa. <laughs> Mensa game. <laughs> Spongebob the Mensa game. Yeah, right? If Spongebob wins a Mensa award, I I don't know. I'll donate $2,000 to a charity of your choice. There you go. To Mensa? Yeah. Oh, to a charity of your choice? I think Mensa's a charity, so that's not going to be Mensa. Is Mensa a charity? Mensa, no, that's called Mensa's a bribe, Chris. We can't have a bribe. <laughs> But wouldn't you want to bribe to get SpongeBob the Mensa Slut game? So he's gonna pay two. He's gonna bribe them so that he can then win another one. No, no, no. You're gonna bribe them so that you can win another one, which then forces you to give them even more money. Wait, what? It's a cycle. It's a cycle. Yeah. This is you're dangerous. Just Mensa to promote your game. Sure. Sure. It's called marketing. I. <laughs> what? I. Okay. I'm the last person to ask about marketing. I don't even own my own brand. <laughs> no, Aaron owns it. I know. <laughs> I also, uh, I I also conned con, uh, three of you into being on panels this week so far. That was awesome. You didn't really have to con me. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I mean, it was the Ian Zang panel. Zang panel. Awesome. Okay, so it would have been the same without. So story time. Uh, <laughs> Ben's like, hey, do you want to present something at Unpug? And I was like, yeah, I have a presentation. I've I've done it before. I it's ready to go. I don't really need to change anything. He's like, okay, cool. What, what's it called? And I was like, it's called Designing for Experience. And I gave him like a like a paragraph outline of what it's about. I show up at Unpub. And at the top of the panel list... Because it's a noon panel, first panel. It's a mantle. It, it's a mantle. Oh. It's a mantle. Uh, it, it is a panel. That's a new word. Yeah. <laughs> it is a panel. Yeah, it, was, it was literally the top of the list. It's noon on whatever today is Friday Friday uh, <laughs> wait let me check it is Friday, it is Friday. still Friday yeah, for 36 still minutes still Friday uh, it says you got zanged Ian talks design <laughs> that's it no, it was it was depending on which Google Doc you looked at it was Ian talks experiential design but somebody pulled from an old version <laughs> from a local copy they had instead of from the shared oh, Google no. But this but is yes. the best version. Yes. Well, no, the best version would have been the experiential design because an Ian wouldn't feel like we're all out here to get him or to... Which we are. Well, no. but we don't want him to know that. Oh. Yes, yes. Understood. I didn't so, even hear that, which is kind of funny. <laughs> so speaking of mantles, I went to zero at Unpub. There was a woman on every panel I went to. That was awesome. Woo! <laughs> it's, it's... Wait, hold on. My panel was I did not me. go to your panel. Sorry. Oh, that's true. That's fine. <laughs> um, and... and... And that was purposeful because every voice in this room, I mean, there's still a couple hundred people in this room right now, you know, two and a half hours after the, after the event ended and everybody in this room has something to add. Oh, absolutely. Regardless of who they are. And I sought out people that I knew had experience about different things when I built the panels because I want to use your experience because that's part of who you are and it's more important part of who you are for this event where we're all sharing our knowledge and our experience than where your people are from or which of the restrooms over there you use among other things if they didn't show up, and if they didn't show up we still had people that jumped in and that was awesome yeah we had people that wanted to be on the panels because i wanted them to be on the panels i knew they had the experience of. And I'm thankful to them because it's, it wasn't hard for me to ask, but they still had to say yes. 
you know, you know, Carla had to say yes to be on the, the, the panel where she talked to people about how to pitch and how not to pitch. And, you know, Chris had to say yes to be on panels about, you know, uh, getting feedback at the last minute or, you know, how to talk, how to, how to talk about your game in an interview, etiquette for an interview and things like that. And, you know, I left them to figure out what they wanted to do with the panels. And, you know, how did you guys feel about that process? I, I, I want to know and because I want to make it better every year. Yeah. So I'm going to abuse the fact that Chris has a microphone <laughs> to to ask because we're it's here. Really we're standing here. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, I kind of wish that um, I would have known who was on the panel with me beforehand so I could have asked them like a week ago. Like, hey, how do you want to do this? But like, um, so we ended up just asking the audience like, hey, how do you want to do this? And nobody really said anything. So we're like, hey, who has questions? And then we just took questions for an hour and it was great. And Gilmore came in like five minutes late and just started talking. Yeah, well, um, well he was on I was his way and he got home. Hold it down until then and just ramble. And I think people liked it. The the people that were there earlier like got to hear about my coping mechanisms and I think they enjoyed that. It has to do with chicken meeples and the large amount I probably took. Maybe who knows? I really appreciate that. It's I. We had a panel at the beginning of the con. It was at two o'clock on Thursday. So we had. What it was? It was basically people just kind of filtering in. But Ben, Sarah Trice, and myself sat down and we just talked about games we hadn't. That we will never design. It was kind of us just kind of shooting the stuff. Stuff. Freeze. Shooting stuff. The fact that I remembered to censor myself is very impressive. Uh, Ian Zang. I edit podcasts. I know how hard it is. Uh, Yours yours is going to get edited for real. This one's going to... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So... I, I really appreciated that Sarah was on that panel because she brought a lot to... She has a bazillion game ideas. Oh my gosh, Her man. brain is just she, like... like... No joke, she... A, a question was asked and she was like, oh, by the way, I brought my materials and Ben and I look at each other and we're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, it was... <laughs> I, you know, we all have experience. That doesn't mean we are all the most experienced. And, and she, when I brought up the, I jokingly talked about who wants to hear me talk about games I've given up on, essentially. She mentioned that that's a cool panel, but she didn't feel qualified. And, you know, I, in talking to her in private about it, I, it was, the, the qualification was a external validation one. And not necessarily because she didn't actually have qualifications and through you know discussion and through some coaxing from some other people there were some other people that you know cheerleaded cheerled for her in public to say hey no I think I know you do this you can talk on that panel you can be part of it she accepted it and when she pulled out those notes out of that envelope I was like that was a moment you told oh me gosh. you didn't feel qualified you lied <laughs> Because she didn't know what she didn't know. She didn't know where she stood. She had, like, hand-drawn everything. I use crutches like InDesign now. Like, I have, I have to use technology just to get by now. She was doing it by herself. That's incredibly, like, I, I, I don't know how I, how I would have gotten through that. <laughs> That's, that shows incredible strength. And like, I think like the the, pan, the the panel was successful because we had her on it. Yes, we needed different levels of with, uh, with the contest, asking people to judge. Say like, you want to be judged? Like, I don't think I'm qualified. The qualifications are <laughs> you've seen a board game before, and like, oh, no, I, I I don't have anything published. I'm not successful. Well, you are. I ended up writing an entire article about this to point people to because I was sick of saying, well, you are. I'm looking for all sorts of people. And Still, people don't want to do it because they don't feel comfortable and they don't feel. And I think the same. I think the same thing happens on the other side too for entering the contest. Yes, which I wrote an article about that too. Right. All games are welcome. All game ideas are welcome. Yeah, imposter syndrome is a huge problem with all this stuff, whether it's judging or designing or anything. And it's it's a it's a shame because I mean I participated the the judging contest last year. I'm doing it again this year, and it's a tremendous learning experience and chance to give back as well. Because not only can you contribute to what people want, but you also get to learn about what is 
and isn't working in the industry with other people do things. I, it's great. I love, and I, I will tell this story until the day I die. And I will, because I was there for it, it didn't happen to me. I wasn't on the panel. But at Metatopia 2017, there was a panel about imposter syndrome. And the panelists were talking about how they feel. And one of them said, well, when they asked me to be on this panel, my immediate reaction was, am I qualified to talk about imposter syndrome? <laughs> But that's it's true is that you know you know you know going back to speaking about Sarah she because she felt like you're a success because your name's on the side of a box or you're doing this for a living and you don't need that validation if you're actively doing every one of us here is a doer we're doing something in this space even though we're all doing different things I mean Matt you know was here with B lives last year and this year you're still here you're just here as staff yeah no I mean it's great to help out give it back community and it doesn't matter what you do you're never ever gonna feel completely confident about it I mean outside of the game developing world I've done a lot in the academia and library world that I work in and I'm still like do I really deserve to be here doing this stuff like I don't know it, you know, it doesn't. It yes. never feels right. Yeah, the answer is yes. Yeah, it doesn't and, feel that way. But and yes. then Nick, Nick yeah. is doing a great job. It's yeah. Carla's administrative assistant carrying her bag yeah. so she can keep busy and get to the meetings. <laughs> really <time>. hard. <laughs> you know, board games and business. The business side, like nobody ever talks about that on like podcasts and stuff. But that there's a lot of work. Yeah. You know what? Kind of like to that point. I remember like. Like my only real background to draw from is like doing music for a living. Yes, yeah. so that's more where I draw it from. But like I remember two things happened, and it is a little off topic. Or like to see usually how my conversations go. But like um, <laughs> if you any musician worth their salt sees the gap between where they want to be and where they are, and that I that's kind of like that imposter syndrome because you don't know where you are. I remember when I was playing like most my heyday like when I played for like a 10 years straight started in the 90s and I remember like I was like hitting my head against this wall I saw this interview with Garth Brooks and even this guy who sold out like stadiums he said uh, somebody was interviewing him and they said you know what was it like to be an overnight success and he was like I've been doing this life for like years and years and, like every day even though he had like as much success as anyone else he was like I was like I don't know if I'm good enough should I just quit now you know that imposter syndrome syndrome you know transcends you know your it's, creative form it's what is it, the Dunning-Kruger effect when you start doing something you're like I'm great at this this is awesome but your actual skill level is low as you get better at it your skill level and your knowledge improves you're like I don't know a damn thing <laughs> when you're new you don't know how bad you are yeah. right. and, 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 and the more you know the worse you think you can be compared to others yeah, yeah. yeah one thing I love about board games and board game design is that it really challenges that imposter syndrome anybody has or any self-doubt they have because a big part of making a successful game or design is opening yourself up to criticism taking that feedback and really reshaping it if you take anything any little criticism someone takes from your game and you're going to get some little teeny tiny minutia um, and you take that to heart and you quit I mean you're just doing yourself and the world a disservice with that right yeah I I hate to say fake it till you make it, but like if that helps you get through, like the, the imposter syndrome, we have a Slack channel. It's it's imposter syndrome, and if I look through that list of people that are on that I'm Slack just channel not now, good enough for it's like, it's like you're on that, Carla. You're on that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I I think uh, uh, Seth Jaffe is on in that channel too. He's the developer behind. Did we get a name drop for that one? No, no. They're like not doing the bells this day. But here's the thing, like. We all feel it. Like, we all do. But despite it, we just keep doing it. You can't be hobbled by Exactly. It. Like, it's... Yeah, I feel well, like... you can be, you yeah. shouldn't be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you, this week before I got here, I had a day where I just had to, like, spend it in the dark to, like, get over the yep. feelings and then, like, push on. And then I get here and I'm fine. But, like, you have those days where, like, the feelings just take over. I, I messaged a couple people last weekend. Like, just a couple people. I was like, hey, right now, I'm in that stage where... 
I'm anxious about the dumb thing that's going to happen to break on Pub 9. So, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to post a bunch of stupid nonsense and, you know, use this social media as a bullhorn because I need to, uh, I need to work around it somehow. And this is how I'm going to do it by posting dumb uh, panel ideas. <laughs> and I just, I, I'm waiting for game true panels. Many. One. <laughs> so far. Many. Yeah. Many. I don't, we did not have Daniel and, and, and Aaron designing games based on public submission while I ate three bags of Doritos in the corner. That did not happen. But it I was should. very disappointed by the lack of peanut butter yeah. Oreo panel. You missed it. It happened. What? No, that that was 45 minutes with the mayor. 45 oh. or so minutes with the mayor was me interviewing the audience while they picked the the, the next flavor that the entire room no was going to No one told me about the Oreos. It was in Twitter. <laughs> I made it as a joke. No, it, we literally <laughs> just sat and ate Oreos and talked about each other for like an hour. It was awesome. This is where the SpongeBob came, you came out. You were in the interview panel, though. Yes. That's why we missed it. Oh. Trying to up my interview game. Because uh, Ben timed it in a, during our panel. I said, I'm sad. I'm going to miss the time with the mayor. It's like, it's not going to be anything important. It's just stories. And why? There were Oreos everywhere. <laughs> there, there were Storios. <laughs> there were Morio stories. <laughs> oh. But no, it was just, it was it was a panel that happened. And I, I think that, I think that panels like that are important too. Beyond, you know, the, the academic panels are absolutely important. The lectures are absolutely important. But the thing I did after both of my panels was thank the audience for being on the panel. <laughs> because frankly, they were. It was, it was, it was, I mean, I didn't say anything to Sarah or Ian beforehand about it. I was like, I was like, we need to kill 15 minutes and I will use the audience to fill the other 45. And it worked because they had suggestions for one of Sarah's games where she mentioned getting stuck. And and somebody had ideas and somebody else had an idea about this and and I made the audience be the panel because I don't want to talk for an hour if I don't have to and nobody wants to hear my voice for an hour I'm sorry for anyone who came to my panel (laughs) (laughs) no your panel was good too what I've heard. You're good I enough. You're smart. Thank you. Gosh darn it. Somebody likes you. Somebody yeah. likes you. I, I, I mean, my wife, I guess. She's in it for the insurance. Maybe. It's She's a, worth it's, more. It's a long time. <laughs> Yes. How has it been volunteering for So it's been great. I mean, I love coming back and giving back to the community that helped this. I mean, uh, last year was my first uh, Unpub Prime that I've been to. I've been to minis and things before that. Uh, it helped a lot with me developing V-Lives and promoting it and the networking and things like that. Now that I'm getting to come back, build on those relationships and help others connect in those same ways as well as find their own access to building and promoting and improving their games, which has been a wonderful experience. Um, I highly recommend people give back to the communities. I know I do a lot of that with uh, whether it's Dungeons and Dragons stuff I do, local board game uh, design communities, Unpub, anything like that. Uh, it always feels good to give back. It helps you also realize where you are in the world uh, and just how you know how close you are in, uh, to some of the people who've been doing this for a long time and realizing where they came from and that you're coming from the same place in a lot of ways. What is something you have learned about Unpub? by volunteering that you didn't know before? Hmm. So I think one of the things I learned about Unpub um, through volunteering is just how much commitment a lot of the uh, people that are... Uh, I don't know, what, what, what do I call you guys, Ben? Uh, I'm, I'm going to use administrator, well, no, we are, I guess. We are, but well, we are the board. We are the staff. The board. The staff. Yeah, yeah. The staff, just how committed they are and truly into this. I mean, a lot of them I see, they come here and they dedicate their entire... Unpub, they're just helping everybody have a great Unpub, and it's just great seeing them build into that and getting a whole different aspect of the community out of it than what many of the participants come in, which is either playing games and helping them get developed, or developing and improving their own games. Like someone has to play that role and facilitate that, or Unpub would fall apart and not work. Um, you've got to have organizers at that level, and having people that are willing to do that and seeing them do it, and then helping them out do it, you know, it feels good and. Uh, it's great uh, learning experience on many levels. I have to say, though, with the antics that are going on off mic, I cannot wait for this game of Dead Last. Yeah. <laughs>
This is for you. Drinks are being poured. In your honor. You know, yeah, like, you, know, you shouldn't make excuses for your drinking. I was paying attention to, like, the sign I make, language. This but, is like, the one exception. He's talking about, like, giving I, back to the community. You don't need that for me to play dead last like, when you I said. don't know what's going on. <laughs> You're good enough on your own. I, I know, but, like, it makes it more fun for me. That's fine. Take that. So, okay. Story time. <laughs> We told this story on our panel about giving a punch. <laughs> so, I, I have been drinking bourbon and scotch all the time that we've been doing this panel. This podcast right now. Panel. We've been talking about, a lot about panels. They'll start with peas. You're good. Right. So, and it's not a mantle. So no. Okay. no. Was it two years ago now? It was last February at Doug's Miss. Okay. So... Doug Lewandowski had a party at his house, and I, I happened to be nearby him, so I went and visited him in New Jersey. And I happened to stay at his house, and I was able to attend Doug's Miss, which is Doug's birthday, which is delightful. And we played lots of games. We played a role-playing game about a doomsday bunker. It was awesome. It was like a one-off. In the basement? Yeah, it was It was awesome. I'd never done like a one-off RPG before, <laughs> and I want to do more because it was so interactive and really engaging. And at the end of the night, I had had a few... And I was I was very happy. It, I mean, I'm I'm normally pretty happy, but like I get more so. <laughs> and the last game of the night was dead last. I believe the game before that I was teaching two simultaneous games. You taught two simultaneous games of near and far. Like two tables, two copies. Because we pulled out the rules. Ian's like, oh, you're going to play near and far? I haven't played it yet. And, and we're like, yeah, we're going through the rules. He goes, I can teach it. I got this. And then the other table, go, or another group goes, oh, we've got another copy. Let's, because it was like, who's going to play? Who's going to play? It only plays this many people. And we got, so the other copy gets played, gets pulled out. Ian's standing between the two tables teaching the game. And because I was teaching two games, I forgot one rule, very important rule for one of the tables. And they didn't like the game as much, we and I feel really bad. You. We still love you. You tried really hard. I, I did. I was running, like, again, I was very Answering happy. all the questions. Yeah, it was very... I was very happy. And then after that, we were deciding, like, oh, we should play, like, a light game to end the night. And we're, I think it was you that said, like, oh, why don't we bring out Dead Last? Because yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of us. We, we don't need three or four different games. This plays a lot of people. It plays up to ten players at the same amount of time. It's, it's awesome. So, for those of you who don't know Dead Last, it's a player elimination game. That is literally the game. You just have to eliminate players. That is the entire game. I hate player elimination. Yeah, not this night. And so, well, I was approaching this. I was learning this for the first time. I didn't know what was going on. And again, I was very happy. It's a family-friendly podcast. I'm trying. <laughs> So I'm learning the rules, and I'm like, okay, this is cool. I have, I, I'm the color black. That's cool. We've got emerald. We've got teal. We've got red. We've got orange. Okay, I'm on board. You have a hand of cards that has everyone else's color, and one card that is your own color that says ambush. In a round, everyone secretly chooses one card from their hand, targeting one person. And everyone reveals simultaneously, whoever was voted for majority gets kicked out. That's the game. Like Survivor. Yes, exactly. Uh, but here's the here's the twist. Anyone who didn't vote for the majority is also out. Uh, <laughs> and, and while you're doing this, there's crosstalk going on oh, at the table. It's not just crosstalk, texting, texting table talk. Anything All is legal. Is, I can be like I can be like Elizabeth. <laughs> but while I'm doing that to you, I'm telling everybody else at the table that we're going after Glenn because then you're gonna vote for Ian and we can get rid of you because you didn't vote with the group. Oh. It's awesome. So again, I'm very happy at this point because I had another one because I felt bad about near and far. <laughs> And I, I, I saw this, I was like, I hate player elimination, so I'm just going to see what I can do with this game. That was going, what was going through my head, but what I said was, we're going after you! 
<laughs> I just I pointed at a random person. Now I have to I have to I have to stop you there because there was very I, much a you. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> and this person apparently didn't believe me. <laughs> Everyone at the table voted for them. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> and they were out. This happened for two more rounds. And they didn't believe me. But they got voted out. And people who like were like, no, it can't happen again, got voted out too. Like they, they were they, they didn't vote for majority, so they were out. Somehow I managed to catch on to the idea that everyone was voting for someone else apart from what I was saying. And I voted with it. So I was like, we're voting for Carla, knowing that everyone else was voting for Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> so we're voting for Carla. And so Carla's like, okay, by this time, I need to play my ambush so that Which, I don't actually... The, the ambush card, if you play it and you're right, the majority voted for you, you are safe and you take out one of the people who actually voted for you. Your choice? Yes. Yes. And so... It worked out perfectly. It was, it was, it was magical. I don't know what happened. I don't know what... what like, because Carla, in that instance, plays her ambush. She's like, I got this. And we all voted for Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Including me. <laughs> I feel like this is a game Carla would really enjoy. By the way, look at her face. <laughs> so, at Unpub, was it last year? It was, la it was absolutely last it year. It was last year. So, at Unpub last year. The the prize table, the last I, it was like one of the last games yep. that was left was dead last. Like Saturday night it was yeah. there and it seems appropriate to and, and Ben had it. And he, and he was like, Ian, this is yours. It is your responsibility to spread this to everyone. <laughs> and so we played it with a bunch of game designers. And I prefaced the game with them. I said, Listen, so we had I said, I know this may not be the game for you. Because again, Ian went into it going player elimination. I hate player elimination. And I, and you know, some of the designers who you don't see playing party games here said, listen, I had a great experience a couple weeks ago with Ian playing this game. And it may not be for you, but I want to share the joy I got from that experience with other people. And the first and so, turn in the game is, here's a bottle to... Uh, and so it was, I mean, we're talking the serious game designers who are the it's a games, I guess. And we make numbers on cards and we make, you know, middleweight euros. The they were, games. they were, these people all sat down. Like people that have been in with, within Unpub for, since it was in Dover, Delaware, that would never play this game outside of this environment. Um, they're like, they're like, okay, I'm in. Let's do the thing. And the game still fired. And there were some people were like, yeah, this is not for me, but this experience was worth the thing. So the whole purpose of this podcast now is <laughs> just to, to get sell. Ian drunk <laughs> to fuel that experience, but <laughs> to recognize. But, his current state. <laughs> Ian. I don't think it's coming to class that? probably. How remember. giddy he is so, right now. So, so after that, Ian, he, he packs the game up. And he's like, he's like, I really like that. That was great. I'm glad we got to do that again. And he hands the copy back to me. I'm like, oh no, that's yours. He's like, what? I was like, it, it's never going to play in my house. But you're going to enjoy the hell out of it with your family. And we'll do it again next year. So we are doing it this year. Awesome. I get a I, I get a DM last week. He's like, oh yeah, so I'm bringing a certain game. That's all he said. Like, no contact. I go, if you're talking about Dead Last, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> That's great. Like, we'll find the players. The game will happen regardless of who is there. <sighs> has anybody has anybody here played it before other than me and I? No. No, but I remember you were emphatic about it telling me and Bruce about it. That's <laughs> yeah. all due to you. I think I'm going to play it. Yeah. <laughs> I want, I want in. Yeah, we should, Chris. It sounds a little bit like, not identical, but somewhat like in Vino Mort. It does. It yeah. Does. yeah. Which except for, really except the, it's not the, you don't have the one host. That's the. Yeah. Sounds like a lot more cards. It is, but it's not. Hi. This is, this is why, well, yeah. Hi. 
Anyone else have anything to say on the podcast? I don't think Thank so. Thank you. Purple monkey dishwasher. Excellent. I think Glenn is actually going to video this game. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, but I had it back here to capture all of our faces, but I fear the microphone was too far away with all the background noise. Mm. Let me get one last uh, introduction and hello and goodbye and all those words. Everybody say happy and everybody. It's <laughs> not a good idea. How are you? Go, introduce yourself no. and say hello oh, or goodbye. I know. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> hi, I'm Matt Shoemaker with There's one reason. Games like, me at it's Friday game. night at uh, goodbye. This is the thing goodbye. that just wait until Saturday night. He says goodbye. Okay. Uh, I'm Ben Beagle. I'm the mayor of Unpub. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at some fat kid. That's S U M fat kid. Look for me. I'm a fat guy in a pink shirt. And you can uh, you can call me at one eight hundred Ben. Got it. I'm Ian Zhang. <laughs> yes, you are. Correct. I, are you happy? <laughs> I am very happy. Have you been Zhanged recently? Ian. You all, like, if there's one person that consistently Zhangs me, it's you. Love you. <laughs> How do we find you? Oh, at Ian Zhang Design. Oh, okay, that works. I'm Chris Anderson, host of the Board Game Workshop, which is currently being recorded. And, um, and don't be modest. You're an international and game. International Gunshot Clever G. Yes, you are. <laughs> All right. I'm Elizabeth Hargrave on Twitter. I'm at Eliz Hargrave. Uh, and E-L-I-Z. soon to be in my living room at board game night. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Hey, this is a family-friendly podcast. Yeah. Uh, I'm Carla Thomas from Weird Giraffe Games and Galactic Raptor Games, and I'm on Twitter at Weird Giraffes. Yes, you are. That is correct. <laughs> I play games. Yeah, I'm Nick. Do. I'm at Stellar Nick on Twitter, but I don't really tweet. So. Oh, all right. And uh, I'm oh. here, and I uh, turned the camera on. I bought it. All right, bye. Stellar Nick. Yeah. I just got that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole what? like levels thing because like Why Stellar Leap, and then I work at NASA and all that stuff. You work at NASA? Yeah. Well, which one, Goddard? Uh, Marshall Space. Oh my goodness. Which NASA? Am I done NASA? The one in Huntsville. That's why I was afraid you didn't know what he did. Okay. <laughs> anyway, people have jobs and stuff, and we're on a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thank you all for joining me. That's all for this episode. The Board Game Workshop is a member of the Indie Game Report. Check out their reviews and interviews at theindiegamereport.com. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters, especially our inventor-level supporters, Chris Turner, Vegan Al, Brad Batchelor, and Roscoe Shop. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash theboardgameworkshop. You can follow the show on Twitter at TheBGWorkshop and on Facebook at TheBoardGameWorkshop and join the show's Discord channel to discuss episodes. You can get links to all of these and the show notes for all episodes at theboardgameworkshop.com. Thanks for listening.